Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. Well, I'm back. It's been a couple weeks. Time away. I was in Europe, Eastern Europe, and uh, it was a great opportunity to take a chance to totally disconnect not be online, not be involved in all the hype and excitement that's going on. And to ask some of the the big questions you have to when you get that opportunity to take a big picture view, even if it's just being done in the subconscious while visiting castles and catacombs and cathedrals. What's it all about? Where's it going? Why are we doing this? What's the benefit to humanity or even just to myself? Now, I don't, I don't think that I pondered these deep thoughts consciously. I didn't sit down with a, uh, you know, the thinker view and, and consider these things, but I definitely backgrounded it. And by not having email or text messaging, my cell phone, you know, any connection to the internet at all, really, it was interesting, therapeutic maybe even. But the most important part was what I came away with. In those background poetic mind moments when I was wandering and evaluating the natures of the universe and how we all fit into it, uh, one of the stark revelations for me was how big this moment in time, this transformation of technology that's happening right now really is. I've said it before, I, I think that it's one of the largest transformations in the history of humanity. It's one of the biggest technological innovations on the order of like, farming and agriculture, maybe the wheel, fire. Why? What's the impact to us? Well, there's, there's two competing areas of thought on this, two competing thoughts on this, and I, I'm gonna give you my own perspective on it. One of those is that it's gonna free humanity from the burdens and the toil of our daily existence and the way that we have to find sustenance by working on things that we don't necessarily love and enjoy. It's going to free the human spirit to pursue nobler pursuits, to find the big, you know, the big opportunities to boldly go where no man has gone before. The Star Trek view of the world, and I like that. It's hopeful, has a lot of potential. The competing theme is that we're going to fall into a dystopian hellhole that AI is going to rise up, it's going to take over everything and uh, realize that we are just dumb, hairless monkeys that have no real value. And in fact, we destroy the world more than we protect it. Not as, not as wonderful, not as great. Not something that makes you get up and say, hey, I want to work on this, makes you want to fight it. I don't think either one's true. What I think ends up happening is that it changes what maybe what some of us do and largely those of us that are already in a space that's adjacent. You know, if you're a software engineer, if you're in high technology, this has a big impact on you. It's gonna change the way that you develop the next set of applications. It's gonna change the way that you interact with your daily job, maybe eliminating the need to actually write code because all code really is anyway, is an interpretation, a simplification for humans to interact with a computer which doesn't speak any real language. It just interprets ones and zeros in a 
in a logical and readable fashion. So all coding was, was our way of interfacing with this abstract computer. And now we have the ability to do it in a way that's much more natural to us. So yeah, coding will go away. The way that we think of it, the software development of the past, probably gonna go away. But it doesn't change the need for this miracle device, this computer that we've uh, built our entire civilizations around to do new and interesting things on a regular basis. In fact, it probably frees us to automate things that we should have automated long ago that, you know, today there's a lot of human error introduction that's created by the tasks that are still manually input. Maybe all that goes away. That's a good thing, maybe. Um, maybe it becomes a lot more efficient to do what we do right now. I don't know that more efficiency is necessarily what we're all shooting for, though. And here's where this is the part that for me that was the big takeaway. So I was on vacation. I was experiencing the world in a very direct, in the moment, in the now, in the place sort of way. I wasn't distracted by the technology that's with us all the time. And it was more, well, it was more real. I was really there. It's opening yourself up to that here and now, here in the place, here in the moment view that maybe this technology allows us to do again, to eliminate a lot of the, the stuff where the computer became our interface to work and allow us to start doing the important things again, which is the human things. Maybe that's a hopeful view too. I, I don't really think that it eliminates the need for us to do work because I, I don't know that we want to. I've talked to a lot of people that are retired. I, I'm not that far away from being able to do it myself. I have tried to retire in the past. And what I find is that I, I end up starting new things. I start new companies. I start a new podcast. I start something. And I do that not because I need it to eat or to pay the bills. Uh, that I, I could live a simpler life and never have to worry about that again. I, I do it because I think I actually enjoy it. I need purpose. I think we all need purpose. Now, maybe that new purpose that you find when you're not sitting down in front of a computer all the time writing code, if that's what you do today, or in the myriad other ways that humans interact with a computer just as a way of doing our jobs, maybe those, those new things that are freed up from it when you're taken out of that interface allow us to be more human and interact more directly with each other again. And maybe that's the big advantage of this is to allow us to be more human again and less of just an input mechanism for these devices that we've created. So if you take that view of it, what, what does that really mean AI is? I, I said it's one of the biggest transformative technologies and innovations that's occurred in human history. I still stand by that. But it allows us to maybe choose to control our technology instead of letting our technology control us. It frees us from the need to interface directly with these devices and let them do their thing. I've long believed that the big innovations that have come from this modern technology have been on a trajectory of knowing me to serve me better. For me, the introduction of the PC happened when I was a child. I was lucky enough to be in the generation that 
know, at a pretty young age, we had computers in the home. I mean, I wasn't an infant, but I was in elementary school. And that allowed me to start having those interfaces with this abstract device of our own creation that has some amount of uh, maybe intelligence now. But it, it gave me an advantage in that. But it became the center of my, my world. And it became the center of a lot of our worlds. It took over entire industries and it still is. But it never displaced us. It just changed how we did work. There was a moment in my life when I was talking to my grandfather who um, retired before I was really out in the working world because he retired when I think I was in university. And he couldn't understand what I did when I graduated and we were talking about the dot-com world that was just starting to happen. Uh, he didn't understand it at all. He didn't understand what we did for a living. And I tried to explain it to him and he would say something like, oh, ITA, you know, we always had, an, or we didn't always, we had an IT department just before I retired. He'd say something like that. I said, no, no, grandpa, I'm not in IT. Now there's, there's a whole thing to dig in there. Um, <laughs> I've always separated the software development, the creative process away from IT, which is the maintenance process. And I don't know why, maybe it made me feel more like a, uh, a creative, a creator of things, which I, I really identify with, but I, I've always rejected that you're in IT. Uh, but the, the important part of that conversation was what I had to ask him. He said, Grandpa, I don't know how you worked. What did you do every day? He said, well, you know, we got things done. Oh well, yeah, but how did you get those things done, Grandpa? And he, we were at this impasse where my understanding of the world, if it was a, if it was a big and it was important, it was getting done, it largely happened via computer. You might have sent an email or, or you know, wrote a paper or set up meetings or whatever it was you were doing most of the day for most people that I knew happened there, happened on the computer. Now that's obviously different for people who work in service industries or in transportation or in hotel management or, or you know anything else that happens in the real world. But for the people that I mostly interacted with, it was on the computer. I was in digital technology, right? But his world didn't have those. If you were in, you know, he was the uh, tr secretary treasurer of the Teamsters Union for a period of time. He didn't have a computer at his desk. He, if he had to take notes on something, he had a receptionist do it or somebody from, I guess it was the typing pool, but like he had humans that he interacted with, not computers. That to me was, I looked back on that in the last couple days, like after getting home and really trying to absorb these thoughts that had been going through my mind and the interactions I'd been having and and what this moment now means. And I, I thought back to that conversation and I it stood out as maybe that's what we go back to. And, and I don't mean having, you know, a typing pool or something like that, but maybe it just freed us from the need to have this device that largely runs our day. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably spent a lot of time on the computer. Good assumption. So maybe it just freed you from that interface. Made it easier, definitely. ChatGPT, all the other GPT and chat-based interfaces are pretty amazing. And pretty soon, you're not gonna have to write lines of code to, to do your job, that's definitely coming. So what do we do then? Well, now I think, great, what's what's the next big tool? Product managers have always 
this is going to seem like an aside. It's going to seem like I'm totally pivoting away, but it's related. Product managers have always been an interesting role to me ever since they like kind of burst onto the scene about 15 years ago. Uh, prior to that, you, you would just get a team of people together and you'd hack away at something and you know somebody would nominally be thinking about who the customer would be or whatever. But you didn't have somebody that was a designated job doing that for the most part. Because everybody involved, well, we were all you know, founders, technologists, geeks, and we were just finding our way through it. But I always thought that they were, I'm going to say this and people are going to hate me for it, kind of a pointless role. If you do what every software engineer I knew that was good at their job did, you got to know who was, you know, what problem you were solving, for who, what they would care about, you became them, and then you worked to solve it. And every decision you made, every line of code you wrote, every module you created, etc., was centered around that. Who am I doing this for? What am I doing? How would they use this? Is this better or worse? Because that was the most important piece. And so the, when the, we introduced this role of product manager, I, I was confused by it at first in the first places I saw it. And I think the first place I actually saw it was at Nike. But now I think that that's the better, you know, that's what we should have been doing all along. Because all the software engineer or the coder was doing was taking the this person's view of like what's the opportunity here, who's going to use it, how are they going to interact with it, and maybe there's a UX person too that was really thinking in depth about okay, the person on the other side is going to want this and that, they're going to want to do this and then we want this to occur. Maybe that's all that should have been done, because wasn't the software engineer then just? translating that into something the computer could understand? How important is that really? Were we just extensions of the mouse and the keyboard for somebody that was having the deeper, more important role? Now, I know a lot of product managers are probably gonna love me for that, even though I said at the beginning, I thought they were kind of a superfluous, unnecessary role. But they're the ones today that have the right training and education the right experiences to really take advantage of this, assuming that they're wise enough to start leveraging the tools to start building the, the things that are in their head, to, to solve the problems that they've always tried to solve, but through the extension of other people, maybe they're on the right path. Maybe they always were. And us code monkeys were the ones that were just, even though we were the, the gateway to it and we we're the ones that made all that, you know, made it happen, maybe we were nothing more than meat puppet extensions of our computers. Maybe this is the freeing moment that allows us to step away from our bondage to these devices and to become something more. And I'll leave you with that deep thoughts from Techtastic this week. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, tell your friends, uh, leave a comment, reply to me in any way that you can get a hold of me. And the best way to do that is hammer at techtastic.tech. Thanks for listening.